0: 141 951 1025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the curtain comes down on another season in Scottish football. Rangers end the campaign with Silverware beating Hearts at Hampden to win the Scottish Cup. The last remaining place in the Premiership will be decided tonight in the playoff between St Johnstone and Inverness. And Stevie Clark's named his Scotland squad for the World Cup playoffs with no place for the injured Kieran. Tierney. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight
2: is Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. If the curtain came down all right, fell in hearts. They were shocking at Hamden, but congratulations to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and his Rangers players. Outstanding to go to extra time yet again, 64 hours after they had gone to extra time in Seville. This time a happier outcome for them and a really happy outcome for someone tonight because Ryan Jack. And Scott Wright added another five hundred pounds to a total that now stands at thirty-seven thousand Gordon. And we will give it away before eight o'clock tonight. You have heard me
1: banging on about it every night since January. Clyde won super scoreboards, golden goals, thirty-seven grand. It goes tonight. I am looking forward to it very much. Kenny Miller on the field though. That's it. It's been a roller coaster. It's been up and down. It's been wonderful and dramatic as always and a bit weird in places because that's what Scottish football does, but that's it. We're done after St Johnson Inverness tonight.
3: Yep, that's it. It's uh, I mean, you know, what, it has been an exciting season, it really has. Uh, top flight, you've had a title challenge, you've had an incredible battle between what was it, seven teams for top six for European football. Uh, you've had a well, it's still going on the relegation, but a relegation battle with two teams going head to head at it as well. So top flight's been great. I think all the leagues there's been their their, their own excitement again. The, the playoff uh, always creates this excitement at the end of the season. Real opportunity for a team coming up and real fear mm. for the team going down. You know, so that will be that will get confirmed tonight. So yeah, exciting all round.
1: Yeah, on a very basic level, Hugh. Before you dig into you know who's had a good season, who's had a bad season. From a neutral perspective If you take a step back It's always good when you get The unexpected oh. Who expected Rangers to reach a European final? Who expected yeah. Celtic's rebuild To go so quickly and, and win the league? Who expected double cup winners St Johnson To be fighting for their lives in the playoffs? Who expected Hibs and Aberdeen Two of our great clubs To be toiling in the bottom six So in that respect It's been a season full of talking points Well
2: from the very off The the, the first game At Pinecastle Hearts beat Celtic 2-1 Ange Postacoglu was a man up against it at that point But he, over the last 32 games of the season Failed to lose any of them And that's why Celtic were champions A Scottish club in a European final I, for one, never thought it would happen Uh, But Rangers got there And uh, defied the odds by knocking out teams That were bigger than they are in terms of budget And, to give Hart some credit They were nailed on third from a long way out. Uh, So it's just a pity that they, they fell apart at Hamden on Saturday.
1: Come on then, 01419511025. Let's hear from you. Let's obviously look back on the Scottish Cup final. This is our real chance to look back on that, given that it went to extra time at the weekend. Your first chance to pick up the phone. So Rangers fans, how pleasing was it to be in silverware at the end of the campaign? What about the game itself? Hearts fans, where did you... Fall short. What about the season as a whole then? This will be our last two hour show of the season. Don't worry, the one hour version will return, but I'll be away lying in a darkened room for the next few weeks. Oh, really? And, um, so whatever it is, it's on your mind. You're looking back to the weekend, the season as a whole, the Scotland squad today, no Kieran Tierney. How big a blow is that? And no injuries happen in football, but my goodness, the job he does for Scotland, how big a blow. Is that one, come on, pick up the phone 01419511025 And one last thing Everyone who does make it on air tonight Goes into a draw to win a pair of VIP tickets To see Martin Eneel, Chris Sutton, Paul Lambert Jackie McNamara and Hugh's Paul Lubo at the SEC Armadillo uh, This Sunday So either you're a Celtic fan And that is one of the greatest night out you'll ever have Or you know someone who is And you'll be the most popular friend Dad, uncle, husband Whatever So if you get through tonight You get into the draw To win those tickets They'll be on stage Talking about their time At the club uh, And like I say VIP tickets So a meet and greet With the guys in there as well we Will draw the winner Before the end Of tonight's show But without further ado Let's kick off by Looking back on That Scottish Cup final At the weekend Rangers fans Hearts fans What did you make of it? Come on pick up the phone And let us know Giovanni van Bronckhorst He's been telling us What lifting his first trophy As Rangers manager means After a demanding week physically and mentally you probably don't need me to tell you a europa league final extra time penalties defeat and of course the funeral of jimmy bell also so he says it was uh, it was quite the week
4: well it means a lot i mean it's um you know, always good to win prizes. Told the players today, we can we can win something and, and get a reward for all our hard work we've been doing for, for the last months. So always happy with the performance. I think in injury of an extra time, we look quite strong again. You could feel um, that the game was going our way. Really proud. 2-0. Uh, we end the season uh, with a trophy, which is uh, very positive. Have a big break, rest and start in five weeks all over again. And uh another season and, and new chances to uh, to win prizes again. I mean, it's been um, a very demanding week. Of course, the build-up to the final in, in, in very difficult circumstances. Of course, uh, mentally, the loss was also, uh, you know, big. We uh, said farewell to Jimmy. In the afternoon, we trained. Uh, I told him, you know, it's, it's the chance again to, to win something. We have to look forward and move on. That's what I did today. And all the hard work we uh, we've done in in the last couple of weeks, months, you know, is, is rewarded with a with a trophy.
1: Come on, then, let's go with Tony in Motherwell. Tony, how does it feel to end the season on a high in that way and win the Scottish Cup?
4: How are you doing, guys? All right? Yeah, good. Thank yeah.
5: you. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, after the disappointment on Wednesday, um, I've just got a couple of points, if that's okay.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, take it away.
5: So the first point is just on the the Rangers squad. Like, I've just wondered what you guys think. Do you think there needs like a, a mass overhaul of players Or do you think it's maybe more quality over quantity Because it seems like we've, we've kind of struggled And we've had our main players injured We've been playing our Evo up front And it feels us if sometimes Theo doesn't really trust the players that it has on the bench So just kind of get your point on that
1: That's football in a nutshell Hugh Keevens. Yeah. Yep it was good to win the Scottish Cup But what about
2: the future yeah. It doesn't stand still for very long As to Tony's be, pointing out Yeah to be fair Kenny will know this as a a, a, a former Rangers player uh, in Glasgow And The West of Scotland In general you, you, Once it's over Once the final's over That's it The following day You better start preparing For the next one uh, And so Tony has a point uh, Yes obviously they, they will need Cover up front Who knows Will Alfredo Morelos Be there next season Or will he be the subject Of an offer Will Calvin Bassey Be there Next season Or will Rangers receive What would have to be A gigantic sum Of money Uh to move him on, uh, Goldson hasn't signed a contract. Could it be the end for him? And Alan McGregor, what was all that about at the end at Hamden? Was he brought on just to wave bye bye, or are we being deceived by that? Uh, so an awful lot will have to happen over the summer. Stephen Davis talk of going to Motherwell, uh, or has he decided his time's up at Ibrox? Or have Rangers decided that his time is up. Uh, So, so many questions to be resolved But one or two positions that stand out And up front is one of them Because the the loss of Morelos and Roof Created all manner of problems for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst.
1: It's funny, Kenny, you know, talking about football not standing still Because there was a sense of that You know, the players are all enjoying themselves on the pitch The fans showing their appreciation at the weekend And straight away you were looking at questions of You know, is it a bit of an end of an era? You know, you talk about squads coming to the end of a A cycle Do you think That that can be the case For for Rangers Depending on what happens This summer
3: Well it could be Dependent on what goes on In regards to players Who are on contract Potentially going into Their last year And the bids that come in For those players I mean you've got The three players Big players in my opinion That are out of contract Are Golson, McGregor and Davis. You know you've also got and Ramsey Or loan players Who are going to obviously Be moving back to their Parent clubs You've also got Aribo, Kent, Bassey who have been really, really good, strong performers over the course of the season. Morelos has been a consistent goal scorer for the last four years now, five years. So it's uh, there is a lot of questions to be answered over the summer in in relation to who leaves Rangers or or who or who stays, and then that will dictate what needs to happen. But I think one thing is pretty clear that there is there needs to probably needs to be centre backs signed if Golden leaves, and there needs to be a nine signed because you've seen. Uh, the, the drama that's been caused without both Ruth and Morelos coming to the in this European campaign. And By the way, Reeve have done a brilliant job over the course of the semi-final uh, against Leipzig to, to get to play his part in getting Rangers through in that. But uh, obviously, it was probably highlighted a little bit in the final and even on, on at the weekend that a nine is is required to play that role. So that'll be an area that needs to be it needs to be looked at for Rangers over the summer.
1: Um, Tony, how important was it to end the season with a trophy?
5: Oh absolutely, I mean if we wouldn't have won anything it would have been absolutely disappointing but I think winning the trophy can I give the players a bit of belief um, we were always behind them anyway whether they won it or lost, or lost it but I think just getting that silverware over I just think Gio maybe get himself going and want that feeling again of being successful
1: Hugh how significant was it? Like any time you win a trophy it's good right? but there are different types of good, what, what did that
2: one mean? is a form of consolation Uh, the the disappointment of losing a European final will linger for a while because it was such an unexpected achievement to get there that obviously the disappointment of losing will hang about but uh, you can imagine had Rangers lost in Seville and lost to Hearts what an anti-climax it would all have been Uh, but in the end they get all the plaudits going because they overcame the disappointment of Eintracht Frankfurt they went to extra time again, and they did not let themselves down again because they went to extra time against Celtic in the semi final and won, extra time against Hearts and won. So, better to go out on a high than to go out on an anticlimax. What do you think it meant, Kenny?
1: How important was it to not end the season trophyless?
3: Had Rangers not won on Saturday, for me, it would have been a disaster. It really would have, and I, I think any Rangers fan like. Again, Tony's on saying they were behind them whether he win or lose. And listen, I get it, and the Rangers fans have. They've been superb over the course of the... I mean, a long, long time in the whole journey back to the top. But to finish empty-handed on a season that promised so much for me would have been an anti-climax is, is, is an understatement. You know, it really is. Going into any final, Rangers, are, again... Domestic final Rangers expected to win Doesn't matter who it's against So had they not got over the line there There Mm. was a lot of pressure on Gio and his players And you know I felt Maybe there was a little bit of hangover In the first half of the game where hearts were well in the game But after that they they took full control Showed incredible resilience Incredible levels of fitness That they've done over the last month With the amount of extra time And big game after big game And demand after demand Put on those players and coaches It was uh, really impressive Despite obviously mm-hmm. taking extra time It was completely dominant yeah. You know and I felt It was a matter of time Before they obviously get there, they Got the goal that Ryan Jack smashed Into the over Craig Gordon's head
1: What a hit it was um, Yeah Tony mentions You know the future And maybe a bit of an overhaul uh, Giovanni Van Bronker says Alan McGregor's cameo At the end of the final Is not necessarily a guarantee That he's played his last game For the club although it, You know it clearly Looked that way uh, The Dutchman says There will be changes To the squad in the summer
4: I think it was a nice uh, Sign from John he told when he, uh, when the the result was there, he would have uh, give up his place for for Alan for the last minutes. So uh, I think it was a nice gesture for him. You know, we're going to sit down with him and, and see how his how, uh, how how his future is. But uh, you know, happy for Alan as well that he can uh, can lift the trophy in the end of the season. Well, I think there will be changes this summer. I'm not sure yet. You know, uh, the players who are out of contract, uh, if they uh, sign new contracts. I think it's uh, for players who end their contracts, the, they have the chance to move and maybe go and, and look for another challenge. But uh, I think they also want stability and uh, also for their future. So, you know, hopefully in the next weeks we know if we can extend some contracts or we have to look for, uh, for uh, other players.
1: Tony, what was your reading of that? I mean, when you saw Alan McGregor come on for 90 seconds, I don't think he touched the ball. Was that a goodbye, as far as you could tell?
5: Yeah, I think if anybody watched it with us, with this now was a goodbye. He's been a brilliant servant to us, but I do think we need a change. I think we need a bit of youth. Um, obviously, the, he's been great in Europe for us. He's come up with really big saves, but sometimes there's also been questionable things. Like, I feel like we we lack coming out for crosses and stuff like that. We've lost quite a lot of goals and stuff, but he's been a, a great servant. And if that was his swan song, then we wish him all the best.
1: I mean Hugh, to everyone who watched it Whether uh-huh. it be the substitution The way he was behaving after it It certainly looked like it But you, you you, have to take the Rangers manager At his word Maybe it's not set in stone yet Maybe there's been no final
2: decision uh, So we'll watch with interest Well we can only guess And my guess is If John McLaughlin has gone to Giovanni van Bronckhurst And said look if the final is won Why not bring on Alan uh, For the, the last hurrah uh, So if that's the kind of discussion taking place, I have to guess, surmise, call it what you will, that Alan McGregor's had a conversation with John McLaughlin, and John McLaughlin's had a conversation with David broadcast, and therefore, it had the look of a stage managed, perfectly allowable, choreographed farewell. Come on, Kenny, what's the exclusive?
3: No, I would. I, I, honestly, I think he's undecided. I think if you had asked me four months ago, I would have said he would have retired, and. Of course, conversation over. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm telling him he play forever. You know, because <laughs> I, I mean despite what Tony says, I still think it's a big loss. It's another big replacement. You know, in a really, really important position. He puts points on the board. Yeah. There's, there's no getting away from that. He wins games in Europe. There's no many to do in that, in that position of the field. So, uh, I think he is undecided. I, I think it's too. Uh, Too to soon after a season to, uh, Unless he's f- Really set in his mind mm-hmm. You know I think he, he'll go away He'll have a look He'll speak to people And then he'll think Right Is it the right time Again I think there's a lot of people Giving him the same advice Which is You're a long time retired And when you're playing Where you want to play At the level that you want to be at It's really really For me it would be tough to give up
1: I mean Tony we could go through them all That there are, there are many But if we Stick with the ones That have really got a, a Conversation Surrounding them at the moment Connor Goldson Have you seen him for the last time?
5: I think it will be, to be honest. I think we'll be in negotiations with him for a while. Um, if he's got aspirations to go back down to England and the Championship, whatever, I mean, I, I just... It's, it's mind-baffling sometimes. I know obviously money talks, but like Rangers is one of the biggest clubs in the world to potentially play in the Champions League, if not the Europa League. And some of the players, they leave to go down to mid-Championship, and then you don't really hear about them after that. So, but if he is, as I said, a phase the is... As well, then we wish him all the best. He's been a great servant for us. I mean, he's hardly missed a game.
2: Sometimes family considerations will come into it as well. I mean, Mm. again, I'm surmising, but perhaps Conor Goldson has it on his mind to go back home and live in England and play for an English club. Uh, Maybe he feels that he's given Rangers everything, and, and no one would deny that at all. But maybe he just wants to go home.
1: Uh, Kenny again Got feeling Seen him for I, the last time
3: I would say so yeah. I think there's there's Too much time passed In, in, in the negotiation and, in, in the contract talks For him to still be here Unless there was something that, that, that we don't know about Like you say You just don't know But for me I would have to say If he wants to go At the age that he's at Again It might not be champs It might be premiership You know You never know mm-hmm. Uh, I think If he was to want to go To the Premiership Or back down to the Premiership Now would be The best opportunity He's probably going to have In the remainder of his career Being a free transfer After performing so well Over a long And by the way At a really really High level For a number of years now So that would be A really good opportunity For him to achieve that
1: Thank you Tony 01419511025 It's a good time to call You could be up next
0: The voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard.
1: Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans are here. It's 01419511025 on the night that we give away £37,000 to one lucky listener. Uh, I'm not sure how much relegation would be worth to St Johnston, but they've got a nervy night as well in the playoffs against Inverness. We're reflecting on the Scottish Cup final and the season as a whole, if you like, because that's it, this is officially over the domestic season, but there's still life to go on the international scene because the squad's been announced today by Stevie Clark, so we'll get to that a bit later on. Let's speak to Jim, who's a Rangers fan from Kilmarnock. Jim, how important do you think it was to win the Scottish Cup and end the season with silverware?
6: It was massive to win it. it would have been a disaster obviously to the end the season, um, without a trophy. But after getting to a Europa League final, that's I d uh obviously it was uh, it wasn't a great losing it. However, to get that was a, a phenomenal achievement just for a team like Rangers to get that with them with some of the teams that was in there. However, to go I was at the game, um in Seville and the heat was just it was unbearable even just to stand or walk in it. So I don't know how the boys felt playing 120 minutes then getting into penalties, and then getting into fired. Kenny mentioned something about the first half. Really, they were only to recover in the first half. But to go and play again and to get into extra time, and to be, we looked actually the, the fitter team, um, especially in extra time comparison to Hearts. And also, I don't really like Slayton referees, but Wally Coleman was horrific. Absolute horrific on Saturday. Um, it's probably one of the worst, and I've seen a lot of bad refereeing um, performances. Um, what they call them is ridiculous. That penalty he missed um, for a weeble. i don't know why he didn't see it—and there were other there were other ones as well. There were one; it was a fellow in Kent, but it, it, it could have been it could have changed the game if we never got them. If that scored, And we're missing these um, opportunities to get decisions that should have been given. It could swing the other way. So the quicker VAR comes into Scottish football, the better for for a lot of teams. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the
1: the season starts you with those slating referees, and then. Continues with us slating referees, so it might as well end. Yeah, with the slating referees, you know everyone mentions VAR. It's worth bearing in mind that, that that won't look at all the things that annoy you. I think Jim's right. That was it a shirt pull on Aribo. Yeah. He then gets the shot off, and it's a save. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of understand it in in real time, but then as Jim says, if VAR was there, it probably has a look, and and you might get a different. Outcome um, I don't know Do you want to go
2: on a referee uh, I mean, Post-mortem one last time This c- season Criticising referees Is simply A way of life Not only in this country But in others uh, So We'll never get past that one And Willie does have His Odd moments
1: I like the one Halliday get away with Down in the corner Incredible. Yeah. I wonder why I think that's why He's deliberately gone off On holiday So we didn't have to Ask him about it But I right. think at
2: the same time You know <laughs> you, you have to Praise Rangers And not Denounced the referee because the story of the day was Rangers kicking off 64 hours after the game in Seville had ended a game that went to extra time and penalties and they were by far the fitter looking team by the end of another period of extra time and They won the match And to go on about Willie Collum And not the Rangers players I think is unfair On the Rangers players To be
1: fair Jim did that first I'll give Jim his due. That was his opening point Kenny was about the The fitness levels How many times have we Questioned whether Rangers would have enough In the tank And then not only do they Cope As Jim says They actually look The fitter team They look fitter than The the opposition Who supposedly had a rest Who supposedly had You know the ideal build up Calvin Bassey, for instance, just looks like battery powered at the moment.
3: He, he's, an, he's an animal. You know, he's just a. His performances in the last three months have been sensational. For club, uh, sorry, domestically, uh, in Europe, he's just been. He was, he was outstanding on Wednesday night. You know, it was, it's a shame when you see players perform that well losing a game of football, you know, and, and that definitely applies to him. So, and again, it was, it was the exact same. It was the exact same uh, in the cup final. Rangers players again. What what they do really well is particularly in the setting, they have complete control. You know, so they're able to contain themselves a lot, but they're able to save their energy by keeping the ball. You know, they don't want to be chasing. If it became a game like that, then you might have seen it. But what they do is they've got the ball. Everybody enjoys having the ball. But that being said, they still need to show the energy that they did. They still need to run. They still need to tackle. And they still need to get forward to mm. try and score a goal, you know. So that is, it's a real testament to the individuals and their mentalities to, to, to their work, but also the staff and, and, and
2: getting them prepared and ready for these huge to, games. To address Jim's other point, Varro. Good to get it in here as quick as you can VAR will make Mm. not one shred of difference to anyone I'll put it this
1: way How many days ago was it We all stood in here We watched the Europa League final And when the penalty that Frankfurt thought they had went to VAR Everybody went Oh well that's going to be given Rangers are getting a penalty against them here And they didn't So you can't second guess this stuff either Um, But it'll be good fun nevertheless Why do you think I said I'm away to lie in a darkened room For a few weeks ahead of next season Come,
2: Come November the atmosphere in this studio will be cranked up when VAR starts misbehaving in the eyes
1: of supporters. Jim, now that the dust has settled on the campaign as a whole, how how do you reflect on it? And, at the same time, what lies in store for this squad? Uh,
6: um, First out, we, we obviously wanted to leave you at the beginning of the season. That goes without saying. However, we, we, we didn't get it. We had a manager a third of the way through the season, took a full backroom staff away with him, and to come in and Gio's done a decent enough job, getting us to uh, a great job, getting us to the Europa League final. We also got to the Scottish Cup final, which we won. So, uh, it's an pad season. But just, I would like you, just before I go there, just to catch you, just to cover a point there that you said there. We shouldn't your point was We shouldn't really be talking about the ref because Rangers won and they played well.
2: I'm saying that the, so just, the, the, the order of the priorities.
6: One?
2: The order of priorities should be mm. praise the team, and if you have to, have a go at the referee second.
6: Well, you. I remember as well. Just, I was actually going to try and phone up, but I, I don't know why I never got to speak to you after the Braga game. I had to listen to uh, your, your comments. You actually, made my ears bleed about Rangers. How bad they were! they didn't have a shot on target against Braga. And what was it? Your, it was It's not the team of Europe they were playing. But well, they didn't know too bad after. Not playing the cream of Europe To beat
2: some of the teams That they did So
1: your kind of comments Come
6: back to bite you In the back side A wee bit Hugh Not
1: really Jim did you you enjoy Rangers winning The Scottish Cup At the weekend I think Jim needs The summer break More than we do Lighten up Jim Teams won the Scottish Cup Hugh's said enough Nonsense between Six o'clock and now Without wanting to go back To something the night They played Braga
2: Everyone wants to go on About the, 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 the bit you don't like But no one ever Talks about the positive Remarks that you make In the next round And the one after that and the final, you know, I can't help it. Rangers didn't play well against Braga and I said as much. But thereafter, you could go back and see what I said about Rangers beating Leipzig and getting to the final. So your opinion switches, like any football fan, any pundit, your opinion switches from game to game because the circumstances are different game to game. Thank you, Jim. 01419511025. Now go away. Uh,
1: let's bring in Kevin, who's on the line as a Celtic fan in Curfin. What's your point tonight, Kevin?
7: Hi there. Let's see if I can bring a little bit of positivity back into go on. the show. Um, I just wanted to say how great a season it's been. Uh, I'm a Celtic fan, but it's ended in a high for. Uh, Both big Glasgow clubs for a change. Uh, I think both sides are relatively happy. But just looking at the season as a whole, and even out with the the Glasgow sides, if you look at the Celtic turnaround, uh, a team reaching a European Cup final, even Hearts, uh, although they were quite disappointing at the weekend, uh, I'm sure their fans would admit that, but finishing way, way ahead in third place, getting to a Scottish Cup final. Even Hibbs, who had a very lacklustre season in terms of the the league, uh, they got to a, a final. Looking at the likes of Dundee United, Motherwell, Ross County reaching the top six, especially Motherwell after a disastrous few months after the turn of the year. And then lower down, you've you got kind of fairy stories for a, a broth, although it ended in a wee bit of a nightmare, and Kelty Harps as well. So I think it's been a brilliant season uh, for the neutrals, uh, and I think it all bodes well for next
1: year as well. Love it, Kevin. You. I love the positivity. It won't last long, but it's good while it's here.
2: Kevin, I want you to find me a neutral. I want you to give me on a sheet of A4 paper the names of 10 neutrals in this country. But you're right, Scottish football is a story factory. And this season, the factory has gone into overdrive. Uh, your own team, Kevin, you know, the, the arrival of Ange Postacoglu, Uh at the time, uh, a figure who was greeted by who's he, uh, who went on to prove who he is, Uh, And Celtic can look forward to Next season under Ange Postacogli Once he's got a proper pre-season Under his belt And all of the other stories You're right It's it's a, a story factory in this country Yeah
1: because we speculated for a few weeks Kenny About how strange it was Leading up to the Europa League final And the Scottish Cup final That both sets of fans from the big two in Glasgow Seemed to be happy Now had Rangers got Battered in the Europa final And then lost the Scottish Cup final to Hearts I think that would have disappeared obviously But such as it was Penalty shootout Won the Scottish Cup It genuinely is the strangest of seasons I don't know when the last time we had this Where both sets are happy Now You can go round in circles all day long Where one side goes Yeah yeah but but we should be happier than you And they say No 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 we should be happier than you Good luck to you If that's if that's the, the type of argument you want to have From the outside Or the neutral As Kevin says both sets should be pretty pleased with what they've
3: done. Absolutely they should. And I think you can throw on the national team as well in terms of the feel good factory Scottish football, the national team's in a really, really good place as well. So I, I think so. I think the obviously Angie's come in and, and done a fantastic job at Celtic. Geo's then replaced kinda of a third of the way through the season, uh having to replace a whole staff as as the previous caller had pointed out and got a team up and running and yeah, the league's disappointing I think for every Rangers fan When you look at where you were at uh, Midway it was, it's, it's disappointing how it finished off But The Europa League run Has definitely Kind of Paved over that a little bit And, and So, I mean I, You know I think the disappointment will, will be there for a long, long time You know To, to get to penalties And uh, Without playing particularly well I think it's just some of the performance in Europe have been, have been absolutely fantastic over this journey and then the, the final just never quite reached it but still got to penalties you know, still got to penalties in the, in the lottery that that is mm. but winning the, the Scottish Cup getting to the Europa League final going so close yep, mm. both sides fans can be our, happy
2: In our end of season review we must also throw in a mention for the Partick Thistle manager Ian McCall who brought the word dogmeat into the Scottish football vocabulary well, There'll be
1: a few of those I'm sure throughout the the months if you look back I mean You've you've seen many of these seasons. Sorry to remind you, <laughs> you know, it's always the way we, we live in a seesaw footballing city. Yeah. Whatever manager is on top in Glasgow, the other one has to be under fire. Really, that that tends to be the way we exist. Yeah. But just not not at the moment. That's not the way
2: this season's ended because it ended in, in such dramatic fashion. If Giovanni van Bronckhorst had not had the European run then there would have been much unhappiness about losing the league to Celtic. We all know the the story. He had a six-point gap between Rangers and Celtic, and that turned into a six-point deficit. Now, had he not rampaged his way through Europe, that could have been a problem when Celtic won the league. But it took everyone's attention away and he deserves all the credit going for getting Rangers to a final in Europe We we talk about being breathless at the end of the season How must Giovanni van Bronckers feel? He walked into the mayhem with Steven mm. Gerrard having gone to Aston Villa And he simply did not pause for breath from then until Saturday
1: It was very good of you, Kevin, to give us the overall positivity I loved it, I love your style As a Celtic fan, what did you make of the way it finished given the way that it started or the way that last season ended
7: well, funnily enough, uh, I was I was one of the Celtic supporters that that always believed that that my team can win the league, to, regardless of the position we've been in. We've seen it before. Who would have thought Wim Jansen would have stopped at ten? Uh, who would have thought Rangers would have stopped at ten? That that kind of thing. So uh, I'm, I'm always hopeful. When we got the first couple of defeats in the first four games of the season, I thought, well, this could still be a Wim Jansen type thing. When we got a third defeat in six, I think that was maybe away a wee bit. Um, but no, the, the way he turned it round this huge season a couple of occasions 32 games uh, undefeated just a few draws within that especially given some of the games that that, that they had as well uh, a remarkable turnaround Uh, and I'm just really excited looking forward to next season as well because (laughs) <laughs> I think Andrew's now had a good proper look uh, At the team that's there He's had a good couple of windows to bring people in I think there's a, a lot of dug meat To quote a wise man <laughs> that's, uh, that's still go out the door uh, It's Celtic and hopefully we can cut ties with them And bring in a few other players So bodes well for next season
1: That's it Hugh like, Because of that, because of the ground we've just covered About both being Happy, if you like yeah. Everyone's now already Chomping at the bit for next season Because both All of a sudden Will believe they can win the league How many And I get what Kevin's saying There will always be an element Of the supporters that think You know Always back your team Sort of unconditionally But realistically No one thought Celtic Were going to win this league No The season before No one thought Rangers Were going to win that one And on you go Because it's been dominant By one team for so long But we've had a proper title race Celtic have won it And uh, roll on the the summer to
2: see what happens to the squads I'm glad that Kevin uh, underlined the point I was trying to make To Jim the previous caller When Kevin witnesses two defeats in four games He's thinking, okay, okay Vim Jansen lost his first two games And still won the league and stopped Rangers getting 10 in a row But two games later Kevin freely admits He's thinking three defeats out of six Mm, I'm not sure now Therefore, Kevin's opinion changed Dictated to by circumstances And after the 6th game He didn't have to worry anymore Because Celtic didn't lose anymore un- For the remainder mm. of the season
3: That's it was an incredible run You know, I, th- I think when Ange came in he was right, it was right I think there was a lot of Google search- searches On Ange Postecoglou And see where he's coming from What he's done After that 6th game To go all the games in the league uh, Unbeaten is, is sensational at any level It really is And that's the kind of consistency You need to win a league you know, and ultimately that's what cost Rangers that hand in hand with Celtic's form and Rangers dropping their four draws Against Undy United, Motherwell, Ross County, and Aberdeen at the, at the just at the turn of the sorry the return of the league after the mm-hmm. break. That's what's that's that hand in hand with Celtic's form is, is cost Rangers a league, and that of consistency over that period gave Celtic the upper hand, and they never looked back after that.
1: Thanks Kevin, I'm looking forward to the rest of tonight's show after that By the way, there's still so much to happen Of course we'll continue to look back on the Scottish Cup final What does it mean for the Rangers squad when you go through them? Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis, Connor Goldson Then maybe guys that are attracting attention after strong finishes like Calvin Bassey. We're reflecting on the season as a whole for everyone uh, really out there And we're still going to give away £37,000 before the end of the show as well And don't forget Kevin He's in the hat Every caller who makes it on air tonight Goes into the hat For a pair of VIP tickets To an evening with Martin O'Neill Chris Sutton Paul Lambert Jackie McNamara And Hugh's pal Lubo At the SEC Armadillo This Sunday So we'll draw that winner Before the end of the show As well
0: 0141 1025 This Is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here at 01419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. so let's hear from you John is a Rangers fan in Cambus Lang he has picked up the phone tonight what's your point John? Um, uh,
8: evening Gordon Hugh and Kenny Hello hey. Kenny thank you for the service from my team over the years and for Scotland you were a great player we could do you now for Scotland at times <laughs> but I'll, I'll get on with my point uh, I think this is the start of a certain big under Giovanni van Brunkhurst. Uh he's obviously came in and he's uh, took off with Gerrard and I, I said the other week I think he's tactically a better ma- ma- manager than Gerard. and I can just see some of the things he was doing in games in Europe and, and our fitness levels are through the roof now and the players like Lowry and Bassey and uh, and there's other ones coming through McCann I think the starting something big at Rangers and give him a bit of money to spend in the summer and, uh, We'll be there again,
3: challenging for the title. So, what do you think, Kenny? No, I agree. I think uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of positives coming out of the not just the season, but out of, out of Ibrox and the in Murray Park. I think the young players that have came through in that in that last game at Hearts. I mean, you talk about McCann, Lowry, King. I thought McKinnon was excellent as well. Weston came on divine. There was a lot of. It seems to be a really, really good crop of, of young players. Kind of knocking on the door at the moment, so that, that's always good to see for any club whether they can actually go and make that breakthrough and, and remove some of the of the players that are in the starting lineups. That remains to be seen, but what is really positive is you've got a number now that are in, in and around the squad, you know. So whether it's loan deals for them to go out and develop and, and get first team games, or whether they are going to be kept around the squad to uh, to fill in when needed, is uh, again that's obviously. Sure Craig Mulholland and, and and Ross Wilson will have the pathways for the players there. But as it's good. And then off the back of a really successful season, I think Gio has done a good job, a really, really good job. And now he's got a summer. Now he's got a, not January, he's got a summer transfer window to now to look mm-hmm. where he needs to rebuild. Again, a lot will depend on the things he's already talked about. McGregor's Davis's Goldsons, what their future holds. And who comes in for the players? They're big, big performers this year. Bassies, uh, Morelos,es, Kents, Arribos, these types of players as well. So it's uh, it's it's, an, it's exciting times. There will be a lot of work to do for Giovanni, I'm sure, over the summer. But uh, yeah, I think the Rangers fans can sit back and
2: sit back and enjoy what's to come. This underlines the point you were making earlier, Gordon. But everybody's happy. The Celtic fans are happy. They've won the title. The Rangers fans are happy. They're Desperately sad they didn't win the Europa League But they got a trophy to end their season on a high And at this particular juncture Everyone who supports Celtic or Rangers Believes it can only get better next season Yeah, no, are, no, None of the two are dreading next season in any no, way No, You couldn't possibly No, uh, and that's what will make it so exciting There are only two teams who can win it Let's be honest So it's a matter of how quickly Rangers can find that pathway that Kenny's talking about for the the number of young men that look promising for the future and the Celtic fans are looking they're trusting in Ange mm. Portogoglu to bring in good players because the ones that he's signed so far the Matt O'Reilly's and the Furuhashi's and the Dyson Maders, they're all bearing fruit so both lots are looking to the future optimistically are you expecting big changes in the summer, John? <clears throat> well,
8: obviously the players that are uh, the uh, Davies, McGregors. But then there's a lot of players that are on the last year of contract like Kent, Arebo, Morelis. So if they're not going to sign their contracts, we've we'll got we, we'll go to bring money in for the We can't even have done with Golds and uh, the contract we I think obviously Hadjie's to come back into the team. Uh, I just... Be, I don't think there'll be hopes, some changes, I think you bring in three or four players, uh, hopefully just to go right in the start at 11, because uh, obviously the two long players we brought in January, it didn't work, on paper it looked brilliant, but he may have a few contacts on uh, Holland, he could bring a couple in, there's even rumours a day that Gilmore might come back for a season, which I'd be happy with, but in general, no, it just feels like something big is happening at Rangers, and... It's just, I'm, I'm happy to be a Rangers fan And I'm happy for my, my Celtic uh, pals that They were really good It's just as good for the, uh, Scottish football With a guy called just to send the fork And then Scotland playing next week against Ukraine It's all, all positive from Scotland, it? Oh,
1: Things you never thought you would hear yes, On the exactly. super scoreboard, yeah. I can't believe it We're finishing on a high um, What about the contract situation or oh, you know, some of the players Kenny, let's start Calvin Bassey Because he's the man of the mm. moment Man of the match in the Scottish Cup final He was certainly Rangers' best player In the Europa League final He's got two years left, doesn't he? <laughs> what would Rangers' willingness To listen to offers this summer be?
3: I think you have to be starting 15 minimum yep. You know, I think that's that's the going rate You know, and I think you've seen, where and again I'm not suggesting that he's done this, achieved the same amount as a Kieran Tierney, I'm not at all because Kieran played for a number of years at Celtic, he won all kinds of trophies performed at a really Champions League level and Europa League level, international level also, but Calvin Bass has got the potential to go on and I'm again, I'm going to reiterate it mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's better than Kieran, I'm not saying that but the level of performances that we've seen, to get 25 million for one and to let Bassey go for your 10s or 12s I think It would take a record bid I think for Rangers You got, you got that with Patterson I definitely think It would need to be more than mm. that I think it really Bassey at this moment
1: But it's, a, it's, it's delicate When you get to this stage Isn't it Because John mentions A couple are now In their last year Yeah So do you want Calvin Bassey to get to that stage
3: I think you re-sign him I think you look to re- You of have course, to, yeah, look yeah. to re-sign him. And I get it These players will have their own, their own agendas They'll have their own career Mapped out of where They want to be that's why, again, and I'm going to take it on a little bit a different a different road here. I think Rangers should keep McGregor and Davis. You really, know, I really do. Uh, and I, again, it's down to the players. They need to want to do that. But for me, this was there was this discussions about how you get our, our mentality back and the standards back within that Rangers from years and years ago, and these two players that have came back. They set that standard. They've lived it. They know what the standards are, the demands of the football clubs mm-hmm. require to they represent it. They've been over the course and distance. And whether it's not to play all the time, because Steve Davis has not played a lot under Gio. But let me tell you, what a difference he made in that Europa League final. I forgot how good a player he was because I've not seen a lot of him. But he's a wonderful football player, but even better, and the same with McGregor, but even more so, the influence that they'll have in the dressing room about the place, mm. what it takes to play for Rangers, the success that's demanded for the fans, having these guys in about the building, a guy, and I'm going to add our to that, Ryan Jack, Goldson as well, I think they're so, so important. away from for their abilities as footballers, yeah. as people and in the building, I think they're so important. I
1: suppose... Well, maybe with Stephen Davis as well, but particularly Alan McGregor, who it, it looks like it'll be you know be his call. So uh-huh. you know I can, you can under, even if, if people at Rangers even if they do agree with Kenny's sentiment about keeping them about. Well,
3: can I jump in there on that as well? Going, I think you can make them really? feel really valuable. Even if he's like, I'm
1: done. I'm 40 years of age. I was thinking about it last season. I, think I, I think gave there, it though. one last. I don't think oh, he's no. there.
3: I don't think he's in that place at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, and only he'll make that call. And it'll be the same with Davo. But I think if another contract was put in front of Davo, I think again he's where he wants to be. It's at the club he wants to represent I just think if you make them play, feel valued And explain to them where you actually see them In the building And where they stand within the club I, I know how they feel about the club You know So I, I, I think there's a real place for them still Whether it's playing every week For McGregor I think he does play every week Davis is, uh, I think he's just got such an influence On everybody around him That it'd be a big loss if he wasn't there
2: With regard to Bassi Do you have any Van Bronckhurst Spoke immediately after the cup final? and made the point that when you are performing as well as Calvin Bassey has been performing at as good a level as the Europa League final, then obviously you are noticed. And when you are one of three Rangers players who makes the Europa League team of the season, then, of course, you are being noticed. And there is such a thing as striking while the iron is hot. You know, there was a time when... Alfredo Morelos was the most saleable asset at Ibrooks He's not anymore, and will Rangers ever get the kind of money they were looking for for Alfredo Morelos a couple of years ago? It's a matter of debate. But Bassi is mm. a gem, and James, I think Kenny actually undervalues him. I think you'd you'd be starting at twenty million for me. This is football it's cruel. You're just enjoying your season, you're positive, and then
1: you realise that the summer comes around and. People might move on, that's the nature of it. Thank you to John in Canvas Lang, which takes us up nicely to time for this.
0: Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online. The football
1: How about this for an accolade? Oh. The last winner of Beat the Pundit this season. That is what is up for grabs here for you listeners. This is it for the season. The last Beat the Pundit is taking place in about five minutes time, so do not pass up the opportunity. 0141 951 1025. Lines close at seven, and you could be the final contestant on this season's Beat the Pundit next.
0: Tackle the headlines. Super Scoreboard.
1: Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans are here. It's 0141 951 1025. As we bring the curtain down... On the Scottish football season, before we leave you at eight o'clock tonight, we're going to give away thirty-seven thousand pounds on this show to someone who's been listening. Kenny Miller, we've said it time and time again. Every time Rangers and Celtic have scored, we've added the money to the pot. Thirty-seven grand ain't bad.
3: Yeah, we've got a lot to thank the old form teams for. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to.
1: I'm looking forward to giving the money away. We'll hear from Stevie Clark, Scotland fans. Get your thoughts in. What about that squad? Today no Kieran Tierney, how big a blow is that? Pick up the phone and let us know And remember everyone who gets through to make a point to the guys tonight Goes into the hat for tickets to, VIP tickets no less I should say uh, To an evening with Martin O'Neill, Chris Sutton, Paul Lambert, Jackie McNamara And Lubo Moravchik at the SEC Armadillo this Sunday So either you're a Celtic fan and that sounds like the best night out ever Or you're not, but you'll know someone who is And you can be very popular Uh, when you rock up with that as a wee gift. So pick up the phone and get your point into the panel and we'll play this first.
0: Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online. The slash football. Do you know what,
1: Hugh? I'm getting impatient. I think I think we should give the 37 grand away within the next ten minutes. Oh yeah. I was thinking about saving it to later on, build up a bit more anticipation, but I'm getting Anxious about it I think we need to do it I want to do it nice and early So we'll do that very soon indeed So stand by your phones uh, Listen carefully Let's bring in Sean first though Who's in Maryhill How's it going Sean? Yeah not bad yourself Yeah it wasn't great timing For me Sean though Because we're talking about Giving 37 grand When all you can win a signed ball <laughs> By Hugh Evans. I don't know how that makes you feel Oh prize, prize, isn't it? Priceless I think is what You were thinking there Sean yeah, And yeah. of course Sean The final Beat the Pundit Contestant of the season So that would be a nice We accolade for you Wouldn't it Yeah it would be Good man I like the, I like the sound of Sean Hugh Is this the right yeah. level Of confidence I don't think he's too confident So we'll toss the coin heads It will be Hugh Keevan's tails It will be Sean uh, Black Arthur or oh, mystery man or yeah. statistician He sent the final table In Well it can't be final Because you two are about to play Um did you know that Roger Hanna Apparently has been revised Roger Hanna Who starts on minus one By the way He's so good he starts on minus one He got a 100% win rate this year what? Even on minus one Feel Got to feel for Andy Halliday Who got a 93% win rate And it still wasn't enough It was not enough to beat Hanna So well Text done him. Roger Hanna The 2022 Beat the Pundit Champion In descending order Andy Halliday Second Simon Donnelly Third Kenny Miller I think a, a solid debut season for you Maybe pushing for Europe Absolutely Looking yeah. up for next season 82% win rate Can't argue with that Down we go Mark Wilson Hugh Evans. But you're above Marvin Bartley Oh He's only played a few times That could change tonight Gordon that, that's DL That's what
2: wearing socks does for you
1: Gordon DL in the relegation playoff spot And the strongest pundit of the lot Holding everyone up Is Alex Ray There we go a four, Do you know he won it last year Or he was right up there last year And now he's down to the bottom He's taking his eye off the ball So heads tonight It's Hugh Kevins Trying to boost his position Tails it's Kenny And it's heads
2: so One I, don't, more time. I don't mind now Because I'm not bottom I will not end <laughs> the season In ignominious you fashion You will not
1: Even a defeat tonight Cannot put you below Alex Ray Unless my arithmetic is off So Sean You're going to play Hugh Kevins Does that suit you? Oh that suits me Yes Good. Right. Good man Right what I'll do is I'll give Hugh some Clyde 2 To listen to So that he doesn't know What's going on Or you know Doesn't know what's going on More than than usual Uh, 30 seconds Sean Just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know Alright Yeah no worries Right, let's go Here is the clock 30 seconds It starts now Who was the last player To score the winner For Rangers in a Scottish Cup final Before this weekend Uh, Pass Which English side Was Mo Elianusi On loan at Celtic From last season Southampton Name the only player In the most recent Scotland squad With a Z in their name and Named the only side Jackie McNamara Both played for And managed Which side did Kenny McLean Permanently play for In between St Mirren and Norwich Aberdeen Who scored more goals In the English top flight This season John McGinn Or Ryan Fraser John McGinn Let's bring Hugh back Okay Hugh Can you hear us You've interrupted Paul McCart. How dare I There are no excuses On one of these questions Because I think we had it About two days ago it's been a long season for producer Callum as well can yeah. I throw you under the bus for yeah, that one yeah, <laughs> sorry Give a different- Too late. no no chance He's heard it. They have to be the same questions for the contestant pundit on the Come on, behave yourself
2: Ready Hugh Keevans? I've never had a fight before the start <laughs> but, but, but,
1: uh, It has been a long season I did say that, tensions are running high He's been very good by the way Definitely. I'll say that for since I'm about to go on my holidays I'll grudgingly admit it Are you ready Hugh? Yes 30 seconds on the clock, your time starts now Name the last player to score the winner for Rangers In the Scottish Cup final before this weekend Barry Ferguson uh, which English side was Mohamed El-Yanoussi on loan at Celtic from last season? Um, that Name the only player in the most recent Scotland squad with a Z in their name. Xander Clark. Name the only side that Jackie McNamara both played for and managed. Dundee. Uh, United- which Scottish side did Kenny McLean permanently play for in between St Mirren and Norwich? Motherwell. Who scored more goals in English top flight this season? John McGinn or Ryan Fraser?
2: John McGinn. Okay,
1: Sean, what's the verdict? good that I draw, I think. Sean, see if you don't win, I'm sending you the same <laughs> ball anyway. Because the question that we had last week was named the only player in the most recent squad with a Z in their name. Not only did we have it last week, he's on the 70-inch TV right now, a big blown-up version of his face right in <laughs> Hugh Caven's eye line. So if that comes back to bite us. Uh, we might need to send the sign ball anyway Who was the last player to score the winner For Rangers in the Scottish Cup final Before this year yeah, Nacho Novo Nacho Novo Kenny Miller um, So none of you got it El Yunusi was in loan from Southampton You both got it Unbelievably You both got Xander Clark It was this one when I knew That Sean was a player The only side that Jackie McNamara both played for And managed Partick Thistle He got it straight away And I oh, thought He's this, from Mary Hill This guy knows his stuff he then followed it up I would have liked to see Kenny McLean And Claret and Amber But the answer was Dean. By that point You were just named The season mode yeah, You were yeah, just yeah, throwing yeah. Anything holiday out there mode? He's <laughs> not caring I'm on the beak. Um You did have time to get That John McGinn Has scored one more Than Ryan Fraser It's 3-2 to two. Uh, But it was a 3 for you Hugh Keevans And a 5 for Sean And Mary Hill We've finished the season On a high The listeners Take it on the final date Last, last goal Next goal The winner if you like So I think that Seals it a victory this season For the listeners Well done Sean Good man Thank you There we are Sean in Maryhill You don't mind losing to someone From Maryhill do you? Not at all He was good though And when he got the Jackie Mack question I thought yep uh, We've got a player on our hands Now the reason That Xander Clark's face Was on The television screen In front of us Is because there's a rather Important game tonight In case you hadn't noticed The final spot For next season's Scottish Premiership Celtic will be there Rangers Hearts Dundee United Motherwell Ross County Livy Hibbs, St Mirren Aberdeen Kilmarnock and who either St Johnston or Inverness Dave Galloway is at McDermott Park
9: Good evening Gordon well a pulsating 2-2 draw between these teams in Friday night's first leg left everyone hungry for more and I can tell you a crowd of around 8,000 is anticipated at McDermott Park tonight as you can hear the atmosphere building very nicely indeed in the background so it's all down to what happens right here this evening with the huge prize of a place in next season's Premiership for the winners St Johnson certainly let their opponents off the hook on Friday, they could easily have been 4 0 ahead at one stage, only for a storming comeback by Inverness to level the tie. It remains to be seen what effect that'll have on both sides. Will it put doubt in the minds of Saints players or serve to fire them up even more? Manager Callum Davidson's confident if they play it as well as they did for most of that first leg. They'll win through. However, opposite number Billy Dodds feels the manner of that comeback from 2-0 down the other evening. has given his men the belief that they belong in the top flight. McTermid Park will be no place for the faint-hearted this evening. No doubt about that. Look at the teams then. Uh, so Johnson just make the one change. Eh, Mann is in for McCart, so it looks like 3-5-2. Clark in goals. Cleary, Gordon, and Mann at the back. Eh, Rooney and Brown the wing backs with Halberg, Davidson and McPherson in the middle the front to Middleton and Hendry. the substitutes for Saints Parish, O'Halloran, May Craig, Sang, Chief Chief and Gilmore. Four changes to tell you about for Inverness. It's Duffy, Divine, Chammers, and Samuels in for Hyde, Doran, Harper and Hardy. Now this looks like a real statement of intent from Inverness, Cali, Thistle. looks like a 4-3-3 for them. So their game plan, it looks like they're just going to really go for it from the first whistle. Ridgers in goals at the back. Duffy, Broadfoot, Divine and Dees. Carson, Wells and uh, McAleer in midfield with Samuels, Mackay and Chalmers, the attacking trio. The substitutes for Callie, uh, Mackay, Harper, Doran, Allardyce, Hardy and Hyde. And your match referee on a perfect night for football here in Perth is Nick Walsh.
2: How tense
1: is that going to be, Hugh Kevens?
2: That's the most noise I've ever heard at McDaniel Park for a game in which Celtic and Rangers were not involved against Johnston, so... Tension is mounting. St Johnston thought they had it won in the Highlands when they had the two-goal advantage, and then Reese McAleer took over. 2-2. I think they, the pressure is all on Callum Davidson and St Johnston tonight. It's how they react to that pressure. They should be capable of staying in the division, but a wonderful finale awaits.
1: Kenny, we've spoken about it on Friday. Of course, you were here, and when we left or as we head home, you think, oh well that's it, St Johnson are there, Inverness have missed their chance, this is done, 2-0 up, cruising, and what a turnaround it was from Inverness.
3: It was, and Mickey, we've seen that in the in English Premier League yesterday. One goal can change the momentum and swing a game in a different direction, uh, and that's definitely happened there on Friday night, and it gave Inverness a real belief, and, and rightly so, and had that game finished 2-3-0 like it probably could have, uh, I think St Johnson has been going into this quite, quite comfortable, quite happy now, in front of their own fans, it'll be tense. It'll be mm. hectic. Inverness will be going into it thinking all the pressure, like Hugh just says, is on Callum Davidson and the St Johnston players, and it's. Listen, it could be a wonderful game in store. Uh, it'll definitely be a, a massive game with a lot on it. Might not be a great game with everything that's at stake, but it's uh, such an
2: important game for both clubs. This home advantage swing it for you, Hugh. Do you know the? the the time when that idea went out of my head was the time when the Hamilton Ackies went to Easter mm. Road to play Hibs. Hibs having won 2-0 at Hamilton. And Hamilton on with Alec Neil put them down a division. So I'm not sure that home advantage guarantees you anything anymore. You yeah, talk about momentum
1: in-game as well. Kenny, you know... what? You wonder if the way that game finishes Does serve as a bit of a a body blow To St Johnson Or or how they pick themselves up Are they able to just focus on What they did right in the opening period of it
3: Listen they'll try to But there's no doubt What happened in the last 15-20 minutes of that game Will affect them going into this Because they've went through being so comfortable And and probably retaining their Premier League status To to now it is seriously in doubt And and Inverness will be coming at fully confidence Let's say It's not nothing to lose Because they've got everything to gain you know, by mm-hmm. by winning this game of football, but they're coming into it as underdogs. They've finished it. They'll they'll, be, they'll take a lot of confidence from what they've done at the at the last stages of that game.
1: Right. Well, by the end of the evening, we'll know either St Johnston or Inverness will take their place in the lineup for the Scottish Premiership next season. It's been a long season, a dramatic season, lots of highs, lots of lows on the pitch and for us as well. But I must say, I think we are about to finish on a real high. I cannot wait for this.
0: Slide one. Super
1: scoreboard. Golden goals. For the last five months, I have been banging on about this every night. We've been mounting up the cash. Every time Celtic or Rangers scored, we added money into the cash jackpot. We started in January with a thousand pounds. Hugh Evans, It seems like just yesterday, a thousand pounds. Yeah. And I we're know. now thirty-seven thousand. Thirty-seven thousand pounds, tax-free. And we're going to give it away to one person who entered before 6pm on Saturday That's when the line's closed So now it's time for us to phone just one person back Tell them the good news That they're going to be 37 grand richer Thanks to Super Scoreboard's golden goals Good luck Let's make that call Hello, it's Gordon Duncan, Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller from Clade 1 Super Scoreboard. Who's this?
8: No way. Uh, it's Malcolm.
1: How are you, Malcolm? Are you well? Um, yeah, pretty well, very well. Have you any idea why we might be calling you Malcolm? Uh, is it the... Super score but I can't even speak <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that that makes no change That's very common for us on the show Tell yeah. us a bit about, bit more about yourself Malcolm Where are you from?
7: Eh, hey, I'm from Kirk and originally But I'm living through in Lanark With my, my wife and my 8 months old little girl Oh,
1: oh lovely nice. Part of the world What's the wee girl's name? Eh, hey, she's called Ishbel Lovely And has she got you wrapped round her finger?
7: Eh, hey, aye, she does, aye <laughs> Aye, She did the I don't know why I'm saying this, we just had a bit of an explosion two minutes ago. Oh dear,
1: listen, <laughs> listen I've, I've been Malcolm. there, that's why I come in here. Malcolm, you clean yeah. it up all day and then you come in and listen to Hugh Keevans talk it, that's the, <laughs> that's the aim of the game. Have you got a team? Yeah. Malcolm, who do you support? Hey, I'm a Rangers man. You're a Rangers man, so happy end to the season, albeit a bit of a you oh, yeah. know few bumps along the way. That's it. That. not too bad, not too bad. Right, we've warmed you up a bit, later. I'm going to just cut to the chase here, because... Yeah. For a long time we've been counting up the goals, we've been watching as Celtic and Rangers hit the back of the net, adding money into the jackpot every time. And I'm pleased to say, Malcolm, you have won thirty seven thousand pounds.
10: You're absolutely joking.
7: You're no, we're
1: not. I am not, Malcolm. Thirty seven grand. How does that feel? I'm shaking. Um absolutely shaking, I'm trembling.
2: Malcolm, I'm, a, I'm shaking a wee bit and I'm the one that's aye. giving it away. I, I'm not going to get any of it. Even as a Rangers fan, you must have been delighted that day Celtic scored six against Motherwell. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Aye. Malcolm, I am so, so happy for you. What will you spend the money on? Um, carpet I'm, cleaner?
7: Uh, aye, carpet cleaner, aye. Um, yeah, just, I don't know what we'll go towards. We'll, we'll, we'll put it away and have to have a think about it. But uh, aye, that's... Absolutely amazing, I'd, honestly I'm lost for words aye. I mean <laughs> I serious
1: money isn't it Malcolm How much of a difference uh, will that make to your life?
7: An absolute massive difference Like you've no idea um, aye. It will just help Phenomenally with Good. so much So aye, it's amazing oh, Honestly it's amazing. look,
1: we are thanks really so Really delighted for you, thanks for listening Thanks for entering, spend the money wisely Pass on our best to the family as well okay? I will do, thank well. you so much guys well done. Thank you Well done Malcolm Cheers, cheers. I feel like we need to apologise To everyone who didn't win I'm sorry I know you all wanted to feel like Malcolm I could just sense You can sense what it meant to him Kenny How good is it to hear Just what it means <laughs> 37 grand
3: What a phone call What a phone call We <laughs> get at the end of the season Your team's just won the Scottish Cup You're maybe a wee bit down For last week in Europa League and The baby's started, Having ba- babies nappy Babies having issues. explosions <laughs> And he's, uh, he's got a phone call For you of all people And to give him 37 grand Incredible
2: Brilliant Yeah and uh, you know Malcolm really sounded grateful, and uh, the very best of luck to you, Malcolm, and the win and your missus
1: Absolutely, honestly, that was so good. I really enjoyed it, and it's been it's been worth it every night trying to remind everyone just what's been at stake. Uh, Malcolm is the man who's going to enjoy the winnings. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. We're going to take more of your calls. What about that Scotland squad today? No, Kieran Tierney. How big a blow? Is that try and sum it up for us? What about the guys that are in there? And of course on squad announcement day, there's bound to be some grumble about someone who didn't make it. So pick up the phone and we'll speak to you
0: next. Taking your calls on Scottish football 1025 This is Clyde One super scoreboard.
1: Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here at 1419511025 Shall we do the last full time teaser of the season? How does that sound to you? Mikey has sent this one in. So thank you to Mikey. Um, Right, I think this looks tough. I'm going to chop it in half just to make it a bit more manageable for you. Sorry, Mikey. Uh, He says both Ryan Jack and Scott Wright came off the bench to score in the Scottish Cup final for Rangers. Can you name the, let's go, one, two, three, four, five? Can you name the five players since 2010 who've come off the bench? To score for the winning team in a major cup final in Scotland, so after Ryan Jack and Scott Wright did it, can you name the last five players since 2010 to come off the bench and score in a major cup final in Scotland for the winning team? Uh, Tom Rogic. Yes. Did you, Did you know that 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 day, you know that Tom Rogic day didn't didn't start the game?
3: That was my first guess. Yeah, that was a guess.
2: Because Tom roggett has got a habit of, you know, either either he doesn't last the whole game or he comes on for the latter. Who latif- did he replace? Uh, Do you
3: remember? That's, that's not the question. On, is Kieran Tierney almost oh, got his yeah. teeth
1: knocked out or whatever it was. I think that was the change. Someone can. I know it doesn't seem it. Yeah. Like for like, someone can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I just remember being there in the rain with you, Hugh Keaven's. Right. Anyway, any more? David Janelli. Um, Josh Janelli. Josh, Ginelli, his yeah. brother. <laughs> uh, no. no, Kenny.
3: No, it's quite I'm, tough was, um, good It that is, is tough, I must
1: admit Because you, the reason you've been done out of this Is because I cut it off at 2010 yep. 2009's Nacho Novo, as yep. you well know 2008 is Chris Boyd, as you also well know um, But I'm afraid we've made it a wee bit tougher for you So since 2010, five players have come off the bench To score for the winning team In a major cup final in Scotland Get them in And by the way, I keep saying it It's the last two hour show Of the season But we do need loads of full time teasers For next campaign So get thinking over the summer Email them in to Fulltime At clyde Dot Com Right It's Scotland squad announcement day Which is always good fun Because Invariably people will complain That the player they don't like Is in In place of the player That they do like And on we go Uh, But we should be pretty used To this Scotland squad um, By now Because Stevie Clark Has Earned the chance To keep Uh it Sort of like for like hasn't he Hugh he's, yep. he's earned the chance to almost call up mostly the same uh, group And we're heading into a World Cup playoff It is massive The game against Ukraine on the 1st of June Hopefully uh, a game against Wales to follow uh, So the squad announced today that Unfortunately the highlight is probably in a, in a negative sense With no Kieran Tierney in Stevie Clark's squad I know he's been out injured for a while It maybe doesn't come as any real surprise um, the manager says it's a big blow, uh, but he also gave updates on Nathan Patterson and Billy Gilmore.
6: Probably for everybody who's just getting the news today, it's a big blow for for myself and my staff. We've known for a little while that, that Kieran wouldn't be wouldn't be ready for these games. So disappointing for Kieran and obviously disappointing for us. I think at some stage over the four or hopefully five matches, uh, Nathan will be fit to play. His uh, return to play is is imminent. Uh, and they just come down to match fitness. Uh, I would put them down as doubtful for the Ukraine game. Billy will be fine. Uh, obviously disappointing to for somebody like Kenny McLean who's missed out again. Kenny missed out an injury for the Euros, uh, Euro 2020. Uh, he's missed out again. He's picked up a, a broken toe, which is which is disappointing for Kenny and disappointing for us because he's a he's a crucial part of the squad.
1: like To start on the negative shoe, but it's hard to overlook it. If you're going into a World Cup playoff. You really want Kieran
2: Tierney to be there? This is a top-class football player. Uh, Along with Andy Robertson, uh, they were the two top players that we have at our disposal. Therefore, if you lose one of them, it is a body blow. We have to concentrate on who is there. The the pool is 28 players strong, which is uh, an unusually high number for Steve Clarke. I like that Ryan Jack is there after the high of scoring in the cup final I like that Anthony Ralston is there after the high of winning the league with Celtic and you know this is a a guy who thought his time at Celtic was up Ange Postacoglu has given him a new lease of life so there are positives but Kieran. Losing Kieran Tierney is a
1: negative See he's never been called sensible in his life Hugh Keevens, But it's in issues like this where he is too sensible for me I'm not ready to just focus on the people that are there Kenny I'm still upset at the footballing gods Have done this to us On what is a massive mm. game Particularly because of the way he plays The role he fulfills You know more than just being a good player As everyone knows he is Who else is going to do the Kieran Tierney role specifically?
3: There's nobody that can do that role Uh Quite simply, it's to to do that. I mean, again, Steve's had the job of finding a system and a that, that suits fitting two world class left backs into a team. And what Kieran is is he's actually he's a, just a world class player. You know, it's as simple as that. So whether he's asked to do right back, centre back in a four, left centre back in a and a three, the way that it has been, what he does is he offers. A lot going forward as well, and I think it really, really helps Andy Robertson as well. It allows him to pick and choose when he goes forward. Unless, by the way, it's actually Kieran that's picking and choosing when he goes forward because he just gets back. He overlaps the role he played actually in the in the John McGingo uh, in the last international there. He's actually involved in a heavy part of the build-up, you know, uh, and then overlapping. So he's going to be a big loss, you know. But there is a strong squad of the players there. Can they do that role? No, they can't. That's that's the answer yeah. But they can still go on and be a solid left centre-back and you've still got a wonderful attacking outlet and Andy Robertson on that side.
1: Let's bring in Thomas on 01419511025. What do you make of the squad today, Thomas? I
3: think it's
8: probably the strongest squad we've had in years, apart from about Tierney. Mm-hmm. I think I was looking at the day, looking at work, I was thinking, I don't see a real weakness in that squad. We've got some great defenders, a good midfield. I think the only problem we probably have against a perfect striker up front. i d I'm not really seeing much of Jacob Brown, but he's quite a decent
1: player. Yeah, I mean Kenny, as we said earlier, look we it's good fun. It's a it's a good debate. You know, when the squad comes out, you can go, oh, I think he should be in it instead of him and, and that's healthy. But we're at the stage. you know you know that Stevie Clark's gonna stick with these players and we must be at the stage where that's absolutely right. Of course you can you can maybe nitpick over one or two but there's a reason we are where we are We've been at the first tournament for 23 years We're on the brink of another So He's just simply not going to start Pulling other players into the squad At this moment in time
3: Well there will be people Like you say there'll be the odd player That deserves to be in the squad Like you've got Ross Stewart in the squad Like he scored 26 goals this season So there had been a lot of debate Over the course mm. of the season Will he break into it Will he get into it Well I think he's one that has forced his way Into that squad The rest of the lads and Like you said The reason we are where we are is we've got a stability within a, a number of players. Like he's, he's talked about, Kenny McLean missing out. There is going to be guys that are going to miss out that have been part of it over the last three or four years. Uh, but it's at that time, Steve's got a decision to make, <coughs> and, and and he'll he'll make invariably the right decision. It's a really really strong squad. I've said it for a number of years now that we've got a really, really good group of players there and keeping that group together and keep the stability within the squad is going to be key to us moving forward and there is competition all over the place Mm -hmm. all over that squad there's competition we've talked a lot about the midfield over the years there's so many good midfielders in there I would hate to pick three I think that's why he plays with one striker now He gets mm-hmm. another midfielder One of these really, really good players in the middle of the pitch Into the team in support of that striker So, it's, uh, yeah, it's a really strong squad Really looking forward to the up-and-coming games And obviously, one in particular
1: What's the highlight of the squad, Thomas? What's the, the name that jumps out for you?
8: Uh, I'd say I'm looking forward to seeing Aaron Hickey play I think we need a bit more foreign talent The Scottish going abroad Sorry. I mean more Scottish
1: talent going yeah. abroad from leagues, side. I know Hugh, you're a big, you're big on that. You like it when yeah. we spread our wings and yeah.
2: go elsewhere. People expand their horizons, and uh, young Aaron has certainly done that. Not afraid to uh, go into a different culture, different style of football, and he has made his mark at Bologna big time. Uh, and talk of uh, an even bigger move for him So I, I, I agree with Thomas I'll be very interested mm. to see Aaron Hickey.
1: Yeah, the right back right wing back area is going to be interesting Kenny, Nathan Patterson in the squad But that clip we heard from Stevie Clark He's, he's not really going to be fit for the Ukraine one The big one, which comes first um, Anthony Ralston, who's been vastly improved for Celtic He's in there, not a great deal of international experience Because he only plays for Motherwell the, You know, the Stephen O'Donnell debate like rages every time that Stevie Clark would probably point to the list of illustrious opponents that he's kept very quiet in his, his time as a, a Scotland player and then Aaron Hickey who you know everyone's really excited to see because you know, he plays in Serie A and does good things so it'll be interesting to see what the approach is on that side for for the Ukraine game
3: it will be because I think what Nathan Patterson has done, and listen, he never had any international experience either. When obviously mm-hmm. that, that's the only experience he was getting really because club they find club time game time really tough. Obviously trying to move James Tavernier out of the way, so uh, and he's had to move obviously to go and further his career. But he's gave us a real attacking outlet on the right, the same ways you've got on the left with Andy Robertson. He's so good going forward, real energy. He's just chipping in with big goals as well. Uh, and takes really, really takes part in the game and in that tackle, But she need to and, uh, as a wing back. So I'll be interesting to see where he goes. I I would tend to kind of lean towards the the, the first two that you mentioned. It would be Ralston because he's had a really good season at Celtic, and I think he can give you that. He's, he's really solid as well. But I would love to see Hickey as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he could easily play on that right hand side, and the fact that he's went abroad he's, he's made the move. Seamlessly And he's kept a real lovely form And attracting big interest as well
1: uh, Thank you Thomas It was nice to speak to you That was Thomas in Motherwell On 01419511025 Andy Is in Royston What do you think about the squad Andy?
10: As you were saying earlier on There isn't really many uh, Big surprises there Obviously the bigger squad Because there's Could be five games That they've got to mm. play uh, and I agree completely with Kenny was saying. There's um, Keane Tierney coming at the team has, has a massive impact because it's going to, It's the way that Steve Clark sets his team up. It's, it fits Kieran Tierney pretty well, and I don't think there's an a, a, a obvious replacement. Hey, uh, listen. The, the main reason I phoned up, Gordon well the truth is I was listening to a bit an hour ago And you say that everybody calls up Goes into a draw for tickets for the Martin O'Neill Absolutely dancer. Well you're
1: in, you're in the hat
10: <laughs> I they find an excuse? No I'll tell you what it is <laughs> uh, Very very positive about everything that's happened with Scotland I just a wee mini concern right And it's regarding the, the Scottish FA um, I think we I hope it doesn't come back to But I think we've missed a tick I, I really think the national team should be in In some sort of camp now um, I'll tell you my thought on it right Ukraine have been together since the 30th of April. Uh, they're in a camp in Slovenia. It's uh, obviously working. I don't think Steve Clark's going to get to work with the players until next Monday. I, I just don't understand why they've not got the squad in. And obviously, Andy Robertson can't join them. Maybe it's Sunday, but the rest of the guys yeah. are, are available now. I, 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 I don't think it's about your risk. I don't know what Kenny. Yeah.
1: I've, I've, well, I've Kenny, been. you'll know more about you know the logistics of these things. But the, to be fair, Andy does acknowledge some issues. Scott McKenna is going to play in the playoff final as well So that's still to come Uh, There's a certain Champions League final That Andy Robertson's got And that's before you get to Ryan Jack and John McGinn And others who played at the weekend John McGinn yesterday for instance I think there has been a bit of a phased Joining up if you like I think last week The English Championship players Who've been out of action for quite a while Like Lyndon Dykes, Jacob Brown, Ryan Christie They met up at a mini training camp in St Andrews I noticed that some of the others started training today. Uh, I saw, you know, some of our sort of homegrown ones that have not been playing. That Stephen O'Donnell, Liam Kelly, uh, some of them. <laughs> Is this just the nature of of a June fixture, or, or can you do more as Andy wants?
3: No, I, I think when you see there has been players training because I mean, the, the Championship in England season finished a few weeks back now, so it's impossible to have that length of time off and then come into a huge international game. At, at the top of your game, but what I would say is they do need a little bit of a break. You know, I think having a little bit of a break and, and getting them refreshed, any wee niggles and things, Giving that time to recover. Particularly like you say, the lads that have just the lads that have just finished this weekend. So I don't see too big a deal. The nature of it is when you've got that game next week and Andy Roberts, Andy Robertson can't be up. That's it. It's as simple as that. He's got a Champions League final to go and one. So he's aye. Uh, I'm sure Steve has has done a wonderful job. I think that the squad's in a really really good place. That no matter. How long they train together? They're, they're, they're going to be familiar with each other. I think they all know their roles and the responsibilities within the team. I think that's been pretty clear with the performances that they've put on and the results that they've got over the last couple of seasons. So I've, I've not got any great concerns. I understand the point, though. You know, getting the team together and getting them training as much as you possibly can going into the game is a definite benefit. But when you've got this kind of staggered finish towards the end of the season, sometimes it's just not possible.
2: I think if Steve Clark really wanted it. He would have made some noise about it. He's not the kind of guy to keep his feelings hidden. Um, so he must believe that we are doing the best that we can, given the circumstances of players being involved in very mm-hmm. important matches. But if Steve mm-hmm. Clark's okay about it, then, you know, if, if he wasn't okay about it, I would expect him to go and make his feelings known yeah. to the SFP.
1: Andy I think apart from Robertson and McKenna The full squad is going to join up on Saturday So if that gives you Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday To train before the game Is that, is that not enough?
10: Of course, I, I mean, I was just—I I actually just wanted to give Kenny's opinion on you know, it um, because I, I just i I've, a million times we go and and, and uh, we, it didn't go the way we expected, mm-hmm. and, and you know what, footballs like we all look back and think if we'd have done X, Y, and Z, but but no, I, the, the guy's say it makes sense, and and I'm in the draw, so it's obvious. It?
1: <laughs> exactly, you are, you are indeed, uh, Kenny. Th- there will become a point where there obviously is only so much you can do. In some ways, it's a shame. It's not a shame for Andy Robertson; he gets to play in the Champions League final. Um, but it's going to be a quick turnaround for you know one of the most important club games you can play to then straight into one of the most important games you can play as captain of your country.
3: You know, like sorry, Andy's right that Andy Robertson won't train with the team probably, probably till maybe the day before the game. You know, so ideally it's not well as isn't ideal he'll probably do recovery because it's been it's been a real long season for him. You know, the amount of games that Andy Robertson's going to have played uh, is going to be through the roof. So he's going to need time to recover after a Champions League final, even mentally, depend mentally, by the way, no matter what happens. The highs that he's going to feel if if, if they win that again and the lows and the disappointment that he'll feel if he, if he loses, he's going to need a little bit of time mentally to recover for that, but physically, definitely. But listen... He's a he's a super super fit boy. We've talked about that with the Rangers team this week. Going extra time, kind of go again. Well, he's in that in that bracket. You know, he's super super fit. He'll be absolutely up for this Champions League final. There's no doubt about that. But you can see what playing for his country means to him. So he'll be coming into that game absolutely full steam ahead and ready to attack it.
1: Yeah, full squad on Saturday apart from those two. Hugh, that sounds
2: not ideal, but but yeah. okay if that makes sense. Yeah, listen, Andy Robertson's supernatural. He'll be fine. Um, And if Scott McKenna gets a good result He'll arrive on a high as well So, you know It's a bit early to be thinking negatively Mm.
1: Uh, It's strange when he is the ray of sunshine The optimistic (laughs) voice It just makes me feel uneasy Um, Like I said, we're having a bit of fun, Kenny You're always going to get that argument About who should be in there and, and who shouldn't I've seen people mention Scott Wright, because he's just played in a Europa League final. Um, we're not blessed with wingers, although Stevie Clark doesn't use wingers, so that, that might be the clue there. i um, seen honourable mentions for the likes of Alan Campbell and Cal Naismith, who had brilliant seasons at Luton. Um, I'm trying to think who else have, have been the ones that have been mentioned. They would certainly be the, the main ones I've noticed on social media. <coughs> Any. Any strength behind them for you?
3: I think when, when you look firstly on, on Scotty Scotty's had a brilliant end to the season You know uh, Scoring the cup final obviously at the weekend And, and playing in both legs of the, of the semi-final Europa League in the final So a wonderful experience he's had and, and playing at a real level That there's no many players in the squad that will have played it So th- there's a case for that But I just think that Like you say there's no wingers We don't play with wingers You know Could Scotty play as an inside One of these inside players Off the striker absolutely could But that's we've got so many guys in there already that, that unfortunately for Scott at this stage they're, they're mm. way, way ahead of him. They're playing at top, top levels at their clubs. They have been over the course and distance with Steve Clark's national team, so they're going to get the nod. And the same goes for Ann Campbell. You know, had a brilliant season, uh, really like him, brilliant energy about his game. But to dislodge the mm. midfielders that are in this, in this squad at the moment is pretty tough.
1: Uh, Interesting, thank you Andy You are in the draw for the tickets The VIP tickets to that evening With the likes of Martin O'Neill And Chris Sutton And various other uh, Celtic names Lubo Moravchik there as well VIP tickets, meet and greet with the guys We'll draw the winner before the end of the show We'll get the answers to the full time teaser Have you got any more apart from Tom Logic?
2: Mohamed el Yunusi, No Ryan Christie No Ryan Edwards Right, we're running out here So I'll give you
1: some thinking time And we'll get the answers next
0: one For football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
1: Into the final part of the final two hour show of the season Here on Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Not to worry the one hour version does return tomorrow To keep you ticking over throughout that summer break And of course I'm sure we'll have some big plans for the Scotland games as well Everyone who's called in tonight goes into the hat for a pair of tickets Uh, VIP tickets no less To an evening with Martin O'Neill Chris Sutton Paul Lambert Jackie McNamara And Lubo Moravchik I'll announce the winner uh, Very soon indeed Um, On this full time teaser Can you name five players Since 2010 Who've come off the bench To score for the winning team In a major cup final in Scotland This is before Ryan Jack and Scott Wright did it You've got Tom Rogic Any more? Lee Griffiths Yes 2020 Scottish Cup final against Hearts Well done
2: you were Alan McKinney. James Forrest.
1: Yes, 2015 Scottish League Cup final. Two to get. Very, very difficult, I must say.
2: Peter Grant Jr.
1: Not for the winning team. <sighs> but who did score for the winning team that day? Who was he playing for? He was playing for Falkirk. Against? Inverness Cali Okay. So. I think he scored the winner For Inverness This guy Okay I'll leave it with you He wasn't a recognised Goal scorer as such Incidentally Inverness Are underway Against St Johnson 0-0 on the night 2-2 on aggregate Who will be In the Premiership next season We'll find out soon Let's bring in William Barhead Hi William
5: Hi Hugh Kenny and Gordon How you doing? Hi William
1: How's it going alright? Hi uh, okay thanks Good What's your point tonight? We
5: yeah, just to put the case forward For
8: Scott right? Together with the Scotland squad mm-hmm. Just to see your your thoughts on that
1: Yeah Hugh, Kenny Praised him uh, a bit before the break Is he one that's got At least, you know, is he, is he knocking on the door now? Will he be there or thereabouts? I think his Ibrox
2: career has now caught fire um, There was a time when you thought Bit part player But he's shown himself To be able to handle all that comes with Playing at that level uh, And you know, if he continues to grow in that way, then of course he'll become a contender. But maybe Stevie Clark thinks it's too early.
3: I think so. I think it is uh, because for for the reasons I've already gave, they don't play with a player or sorry, the position that he is best at, which is out in the wing, one one v one with defenders using his pace and his, and his abilities to to drive at people. Uh, and secondly, I think the main thing for Scott Wright for me would be. He needs to retain that Rangers start place yeah. for me. That's what he needs to do first and foremost. Because forward. as
1: good as he's been, he's been at Rangers a season and a half, and has started twenty games. So this is this is early on in his Rangers progression. You would, or he he would like to think.
3: And you know what? That's a lot of games. You know, it's a lot of starts over in a, like that that period of time. It's probably more than what I would have guessed. But the, the problem being, it's been one or two there. It's been yeah, three, yeah that's like what I mean, It's on. all competitions. Yeah, exactly. So it's. Uh, he needs to become a regular in the Rangers starting lineup. Once mm. he becomes that, then I really think I think that's natural. It's hand in hand. If you're a, r- a regular playing for Rangers, you will be in the Scotland team.
1: You think he can have a big season for club and country next season? Then William?
3: Well, I like to hope so, but I don't know. I
8: think he's I think he's a solid sort of player that Giovanni van Bronckhorst would, would like in his squad. He seems to do it on the big stage when he's called I yeah. thought maybe Steve Clark would mm-hmm. like him to do it. Like him Like him in the spot But with James Forrest Coming out, coming out of the team He looks at, like He's a bit older now Yeah I think he'd be a good I think he'd be a good replacement
1: Yeah You wonder if James Forrest's Scotland days are numbered He's not Not been in the You know As many squads Ryan Fraser's situation Still not Fully resolved I know Steve Clark said Look he, they had Made up if you like Or they had discussed that time That he pulled out And ended up training for Newcastle Maybe it is just that Kenny That Stevie Clark Is not really interested In picking wingers Because he doesn't
3: Does the Doesn't use them It's, it's as simple as it. I, say, I think uh, the, the player that Scotty is I think he could be One of the guys That's inside mm. And behind the striker And to touch like on Ryan the, Christie Aye exactly In that same type of role uh, Ryan Fraser's a winner Or it must mean He can play wing back But it's uh, to to touch on William's point. Giovanni showed a lot of faith in Scott, Wright You know there was such a clamour to start Aaron Ramsey going into the going into the final of the, of the Europa League, and he resisted it all when he went with the team that he, that had got through in the semi final. So there's a lot of trust there, and he clearly believes that he's, he's capable. Which again, Is huge for a football player to have that. That belief and that confidence for your manager That you can go and do the job And, and such in big games as well where, where we've said like these games have been really sporadic over 18 months You know it's been a game here, a game there In different competitions So to be given the nod in, the, in those three games uh, At the end of the scene these, these big European games It must give them mm. real belief That it can go maybe go and make an impact On that starting line up next It's
1: interesting to see what happens when There are options I'm not saying you only played Because there was no one else That makes it sound really unfair But you know that's football There's a bit of that If Alfredo Morelos And Kemar Roof are fit Then you, Yeah you, you probably see Less of Scott Wright But it, you probably, just don't know What next season will look like
3: Well we don't know We've discussed that when, for, for, I mean the debate will go on In the, in the coming weeks Until mm-hmm. there's decisions Made on these players but, uh, but they're probably right Had Morelos been fit Aribo probably Would have been playing Off that position But what I would say is There were still some Really really big players That could have played In that role Scott Arfield mm-hmm. Has played a number of times For Rangers And is a brilliant footballer uh, and done a brilliant job for Rangers over the last three or four years Aaron Ramsey, the, the level of footballer he is And the big games on the European stage and the, and the international stage that he's played He could easily have been given a nod In that position But Gio decided to stick with Scotty And you know it served him well over the over the semi-final uh, And the final just fell short uh,
1: Good point William You've got them debating it anyway That was William in Barhead on 01419511025 Has the Inverness player's name come to you yet? No no, Alright, okay uh, Let's bring in James and Ridry then And give you more thinking time James, how are you tonight? Uh, I'm good guys, how are you? Not bad at all, thanks What's on your and mind? Gordon and Hugh
11: and Kenny uh, I, I just had a wee phone call And I was just thinking Right, well I think there's a controversial moment at hand here <laughs> And I think VAR should be introduced right. Only for one reason I totally wish Malcolm the absolute best for winning (laughs) the golden goals. Yeah, but I think if you look at VAR, it should have been me. (laughs) And I don't know how the guys would feel about that, but if you look at it, I'd like to go over the line first, but well Malcolm would be disappointed
1: Hugh But do you know what God loves a trier as they say yeah. Why not Why not give it a bash And see if you can wrestle the 37 grand back I don't think we can do it James I'm so sorry
2: See the referee's television gesture Doesn't work on the radio you see So we can't have a telly look at it I'm Sorry see, James Will you... you forgive us? Oh
11: definitely But I would like to wish you and all the boys For an absolute wonderful show Off season Kenny and Hugh And the rest of the guys it was absolutely outstanding, and the only point I was kind of wanting to make was, that like, it's already been reiterated, was that like, there's never been a season where both sides of the divide have actually come out and they actually feel good about the end of the season. I know there's a wee bit of difference about who did what and who won what and who never won what, but you know what, it's the first season in my life where there's a bit of happiness at the end of one season, where both sides of the fans have had a really good season. Disappointments on the way, as they say. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been really good. And uh, all I can say is the show's been absolutely magic. But I'm still desperate. I'm going to phone the <sighs> Omni to make sure that I didn't have won that the
1: night. <laughs> well, see, what a way to finish. A bit of praise for Scottish football. Some positivity. And even... Strangest thing you'll hear Hugh Some praise for us as well That meant the world from is James he, and Ridry
2: I thought we were going to have to hold hands With you and Kenny Saying all we are saying is give Peter a chance <laughs> 247 shows this season Did you know that? For you Two hundred.
1: Well yeah you took a part in a lot of them as well But 247 shows Just think what wow. a campaign it's been So many ups and downs Drama Talking points And here we are I get to go and lie down for a couple of weeks you lot get to just keep the show Bubbling along nicely yes. All the big talking points Throughout the summer On the one hour show For the next few months
2: Oh well I'm, I'm going down to Brighton to, to regroup Regather Gather my thoughts That warm weather training camp Yeah Going down to see Brighton <laughs> And Hove Albion Funny names for kids But there you are That's the way it is
1: Alright <laughs> uh, let's finish Like we usually do then Showing up how much you two struggle On the full time teaser Nothing
3: right, I think we need initials on this one Mm, With Callie, okay. The
2: Cali Thistle player is it? G the, the, uh, V is the
1: Cali Thistle player?
3: James Vincent.
2: Yeah, James oh. Vincent.
1: This guy comes up on the quiz once a month, and no one ever gets his name. Ever, ever, ever. Cami Bell would get it because he was in the team. Kilmarnock they beat Celtic League Cup final. Oh, a German boy. Belgian. Belgian. Let's not split hairs. <sighs> Honestly, no one ever uh-huh. gets it. I could do this question again tomorrow night and you still won't get it. I'll just put you out of your misery. Uh-huh. Dieter van Tornhout. Uh-huh. No? Could, All it right. be, could they be here I to I've the pen in. See I you feel feel later. Well done to Kevin and Carfin. He was the winner of the tickets to that evening with the Celtic Legends on Sunday. Enjoy that, Kevin. Thanks for the call. Thank you. The listeners of course Thank you to my Dearest pundits Who've helped make the season A memorable one But the biggest thanks Goes to you You've made my season One of the best ever 247 shows It has been an absolute pleasure From start to finish We'll do it all again In the new campaign Andrew McLean's up tomorrow He's got you for the next few weeks In a one hour version of the show Football's never quiet Here in Scotland So make sure you tune in I'll speak to you soon And Callum Gallagher Is up next